This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 574 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. This week, we are joined by Nicola Smith, founder of Dressage Rider Training, and then Megan Brady is on to tell us about her equine business coaching program. And then later, we will discuss tips on riding in the heat. This is Reese Scoffler-Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. How are you this week? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you, Reese? I'm I'm good. You know, I think we're both in a little bit of a heat wave, which is hard. This other challenges, I think it's, a lot of the country it's okay. is. Okay, I you know I prefer I prefer the heat wave than a frost wave mm, or true. polar vortex is what we get sometimes <laughs> now for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, you're much less cranky, Phil, which is awesome, but it has been hot and we are going to, we're actually going to talk about that in our trainer tip today, just on how that we handle the heat and, and some strategies, but yeah, I'm with you. I prefer hot, but it's it's been hot. We had a, (laughs) we actually had a horse show over the weekend and I mean, it's, it's July 4th weekend. It's, it is summer full swing ahead here and all over the world and it's hot, it's hot here. It would actually, there's something about the Kentucky horse park that like where the dressage goes during that time, I swear it's 2000 degrees. It was very, very hot. I was lucky I competed my horse in the morning. So uh, I went at like 840. So and it's 10 minutes from my house. So he was back in his pasture by 10 o'clock. <laughs> I was like, he, he was loving <laughs> his he life. You know? Yeah. yeah he was like, this okay. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really Perfect. convenient. And actually it was big Mike and, and big Mike, follow me, Phil, you would have been proud of him. It was, it was cool. It was, he did the developing pre St. George and got, there was a little discrepancy in the judging, but he ended up with a 69 and change, you know, 71 from one judge. So I was pretty happy. I, I really want to hit that 70 mark for you, Phil, but I got pretty close. So <laughs> I was okay with it. All so. right. All right. Well, that's fun. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that coming was along well, and obviously things are going pretty good. So yeah, uh, but and how, how, how was the horse show situation and, you know, dealing well, with something we got to talk about for sure. (laughs) Well, I actually, to be perfectly honest, think everybody did a pretty good job, but I will say a letter went out to all licensed officials, certified instructors, uh, learner judges from USDF this week, basically saying like everybody has to be in compliance with the USDF rules. So apparently the horse show did get a yellow card. I'm not sure why when I was there, it was pretty good. I did actually ask there was a, a lady who was a coach. I, I didn't know her personally and, and she wasn't wearing a mask. She didn't even have it on. And I just went up very kindly and said, Hey, come on, you know, we, we really have to all work together here and follow the rules. And she was very nice. And she said, okay, no problem. Put her mask on, but please, if you're going to a competition, review the USCF rules, they are on the USCF website. It's basically, you need to mask 
you basically just need to mask. You need to be not within six feet of another person. You know, I obviously coaching, they don't want you changing headsets. Um, I, at, at one point I did have to pull my mask down to talk to my student, but that's what you have to do, you know, but I was safely away from other people. So I think we're all just going to have to continue to work together so that we can have horse shows for the rest of the year. I know they're, they're really watching it. They're watching and patrolling in the barns. It is hard. It is hot. It is hot to have a mask on, but if we want to be showing, we're all going to have to do this. So please, if you are showing, please review those rules and do it, do it because they, they definitely are watching. And, you know, obviously the horse park USCF is headquartered at the horse park and there are three different competitions this weekend. They're in all different disciplines, not just us dressage. There was a show jumping, there was a saddlebred show. So well, we you want know, everybody to be safe. Yeah, exactly. We don't want, we want, we don't want anyone to be sick and, and, right. and that would, you know, it'd just be awful. So right. I think right. the guidelines are there for people's safeties and, you know, for people's safety and people's health. And, you know, sometimes you need a reminder and, and sure. you know, you forget or whatever. So, yeah. you know, kind of keep an eye out for your fellow fellow people yeah. and, fellow and, and coaches just be nice and, about it and kind. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think if you're kind, just remind people like, Hey, you know, we're, we're really under the gun here. If we want to keep having competitions, we need to be paying attention. So yeah, I think, I think we just all have to do that now. And so we can keep uh, participating because right now, you know, Phil, Phil has no competitions in Canada. We are able in the U S to have competitions. And I hope if you're listening around the world, you also are having competitions. So we hope you stay safe and well and enjoy riding and we can all continue to have fun. So that's my plug for the day, Phil, but in general, it was nice to be at a horse show and everyone had a good time. So, and all my students did well. So it was, it was a good weekend, but we got a great show. We're going to get into it. Uh, You know, again, I, as we, we decided as a community that we would um, start dressage rider training. We're on week 11 actually. And, and we have Nicholas Smith on, she is our fearless leader and in that, and we hope you enjoy our interview with her. Well, we are so happy tonight to have our fearless leader of dressage rider training, Nicola Smith, on the show again. Nicola, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. <laughs> we were we were just joking. We've all said some pretty nasty words to you on the tape, I'm sure, at this point. But we are so happy to have you and think we're all feeling fitter. I certainly am. Phil, how are you doing? Well, I think we were talking about it last week, last, last week, last Sunday, sometime around there. I fell off a horse, hurt my back, and now I'm crippled. So I kind of, I made it through 10 weeks. I, you know, really noticed this, the strength training working. For me, it was all about the side planks. I really needed, I, I realized after doing it for a couple of weeks or whatever, that I really needed to strengthen my body in those areas so I think a lot of people are, are strong in some places and are not so strong in others and and I really wanted to focus on that in, in my in my strength training my core training so that was awesome <laughs> so so Nicola can you talk to us I mean also I, I'm gonna fess up I fessed up off air too I hurt my knee a little bit on week nine I, I finished week nine but I hurt my knee so can you tell us, like, obviously we've had a bit of a rocky journey at the end here. Talk to us about a little bit about that and the journey <laughs> of, of it. Oh, I want to quote some amazing quote right now, but it's one of those things where there's no smooth journey. And to think that you could do 12 weeks without an obstacle or something to come along is quite unrealistic. And that is life. 
no road is never smooth, but if you focus on the goal and you just focus on picking up where you left off, and the great thing is that you got to it, especially getting to week 10 before you fell off, you will yeah. bounce back so, so much quicker. And you just you can then just go back a few weeks, build that strength back up and get back on it. It's, it's like horse training. There's just, it's no road is never smooth. There's always obstacles and bumps. And I'm sure you've seen little images pop up on social media about, you know, big mountains and things and all the obstacles you've got to overcome to get to where you want to go. And that's just life. And it's the key is to expect those things to turn up. And the more you learn to overcome them, the stronger you become and the more you're likely to reach your goals because you don't get set back by little things like that. Yeah, I love yeah, it. So, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to ask about um, about the program and about how long I'm going to have access to to the first 12 weeks of, of the program online. So you get six months access. So you will oh, okay. have another three, three and a bit weeks, three and a bit months plus a few weeks left. Um, so plenty of time just to carry back on again. You also can download all the workouts or get the USB so you can keep them for life. And if you want to continue logging back in after those six months are up, there's just a, there's a monthly option as well that you can do and you can stop anytime you want as well. So you can keep access online if you want to the app and everything month by month if you choose. But yeah, it's, you'll have another three and a bit months. When you're feeling better. So, so Nicola, for, for our listeners that are, are new or didn't, didn't know, can you tell us, we started this program, your dressage rider training one, we started it during COVID. We decided as a community that we wanted to do something together and uh, we reached out to you. So can you tell us, just, just give us a, tell us about the program, how you started it and, and, and all the good stuff. Yeah. So I'm a, personal trainer by nature and we started an online gym about 12 years ago and my passion is dressage and horses and I simply got asked one day to create a few workouts for horse riders to improve their core strength and it kind of just started to snowball from there so then I put together a 12-week program we filmed it all and we created a um, specific program purely for dressage riders to help with their fitness and confidence on the horse and so it's one yoga workout, one core workout, one rider strength workout per week, plus educational resources and a little bit of homework as well. And the whole emphasis of it is that it's doable. So it's 20-minute workouts three times a week and it fits into your busy life that you can then help your riding off your horse so that you can work better as a team when you are riding. Yeah. It's great. And, and, and I had, I had done actually the, all of Nicholas programs up to, cause now you have DRT one, DRT two and DRT three, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I had, so I had found Nicholas program online. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So they're all continuation programs. So once you've done DRT one and um, what we found is we had all these people who had done it, they're like, what next? What do I do next? So we <laughs> built, we then built the follow-up program to that. So it adds to your fitness, your strength, and then, then there's the next follow-up program after that. So you can only do the consecutive program after you've done the first one. And they just continue to keep building your strength, your stamina, and just helping you become an awesome rider. Yeah, it's it's such a cool program and I, I enjoy it. And Nicola, I don't know how you're so chipper because you're like so nice and you're like having us do planks. And I'm, I'm like, how is she still smiling? <laughs> how, do you, how do you say so positive? It's so awesome. And I, I just don't understand. <laughs> 
focusing on the goal and it's yeah when you're helping when your horses are in your life you just you know you're doing it doing it for them and it's all it's just a big passion so i just love being able to help people it, well, it I, is think, so, I think so somewhat cool. sometime around week three i was not feeling like hey this is <laughs> this is awesome fun and uh i had a i had a few like I, I i talk to you every time i do the do the workouts now and when i get to the hard part i just you know, there's there's Chipper Nicola going, okay, and we're just gonna do five more, and I'm just like, Nicola, uh-huh. and then and then uh, like, and then there's like always, well, not always, but a lot of them, it's you know, there's like, here's the bonus exercise, the cherry oh, on top, killer. and I'm not feeling like killer. it's a cherry on top, ah, I'm sweating, <laughs> sore. <laughs> I'm God, I, I swear, there's a, there's lots and lots of people around the world calling me all sorts of. Yep. <laughs> nice and not so nice names, and that's all part of the game. <laughs> okay. As long as, as long as you're okay with that, I just wanted to let you know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, try, I try and keep it PG, but yeah, it's really me not happy. The beauty of online, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It is so true. So, Nicola, let me ask you a question about your co-stars, because uh, your dog and your horse make appearances, so you've got to tell us about them real quick. So little Ellie, she's my she's a fourteen year old little cavoodle, and she just seems to pop up when the camera comes out, and she likes to just mince around in the out, outskirts of the shot just to make sure she gets into it. And then Lucy, she makes an appearance in DRT one, and she's my again fourteen year old mare that I've had since she was three years old, and she's just lovely and she's big cuddly teddy bear. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I love it when they, when they, cause my dog also does the workouts, but she's asleep most of the time yeah, yeah. doing yeah. my workout. <laughs> Ellie's like jumping around and my dog is sleeping. So <laughs> I love it. So Nicola, going back to the side plank. Okay. So I, could you explain the side plank? Because I will tell you, this one is a hard one for me. And I think it's a lot of confidence, but Phil talked about it, it that he struggled. I also struggle with this exercise. So can you kind of give everybody, what is the side plank? And yeah, how do I get confidence doing the side plank? So when we're riding, we've got a left and a right side. And often we've got one side that's more dominant. So if you're right-handed, that side is likely to be much stronger. And so when we're training, we want to make sure that we are training both of our sides so we've got good symmetry alignment posture it's the same as when we're training a horse we want to make sure we're nice and balanced and so the side plank is where we're basically splitting the body in half we're working the left or the right hand side and so you're simply lying simply probably not the right way <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, <simply>. are, <laughs> you are lying on the ground on your side and so you want to stack your hips above each other and then you're sliding your elbow underneath your shoulder with your forearm straight out in front and you start by really lining up your elbow so it's directly underneath your shoulder. And then you imagine a balloon attached to your top hip. Imagine that balloon pulling your hips up to the sky. And it's all the muscles on the underside of your body is lifting your hips up off the floor. So it's a side plank. And the best way to start with that is simply, <laughs> use the word simply again, it's about <laughs> lifting up your rib cage up off the ground and then you can think about lifting your hips up off the ground and then you can think about lifting your whole body so you're coming up onto your feet if you're ready for that kind of level but it's more about the starting nice nice and easy by stacking up and thinking of lifting your ribs up off the floor. So Nicola, I, I sometimes struggle a little bit with, uh, well, I guess it's because I'm a dressage rider and I'm like trying to make 
my uh, my body, like you know, the alignments and everything, really, really perfect. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how important is that? How can we how can we do that at home when it's just you know me not in front of a mirror, you know, trying to follow along, um, you know, making the workouts work for me. Yeah, so if you imagine your car that you take in to get its warrant of fitness and your car, it gets all these parts. I know nothing about cars, but I do know that its wheel, <laughs> wheel bearings need to be well aligned and all the uh, hinges and parts of the car all need to be tracking smoothly. And so when we, if that car's not tracking smoothly, you get undue wear and tear on the wheels of the car. And so that sort of happens with our body. So if we have an area on our body that's slightly twisted or we're overusing an area, we get this wear and tear through that joint like the car with the uneven wheel bearings. So it's important to make sure that you have good alignment through your left and your right, good symmetry, the same as your horse, so that you are basically preventing wear and tear. As much as it's about creating a really pretty picture, it's also just about improving your longevity so you can continue to ride until you're for as long as you choose and that you prevent those injuries so the best way to do this at home is just to always think about your left and your right side of your body and always just think about getting things even through your both sides of your body so the act of standing on one foot can you do it evenly on your right and on your left when you're if you are doing any sort of workouts are you doing it on your left and on your right and you're asking both sides to work evenly and you're wanting to make sure that you're building up both those sides with equal strength over time. So Nicola, just for myself, um, I my hips get really sore. And I know that's a common problem. It's a common problem with a lot of my students as well. So and and I love your yoga. I just I I I do that. I probably don't do that way the most because I enjoy it the most. But um, what are some exercises? I mean, just in general with hips. I do you see that a lot with riders and and being stiff? Yes, 100%. Like, it's a really, really common issue. And a lot of it's created with our environment in which we put our body into every day. So it's important to think about how much sitting how much, and how active and how much movement you're getting throughout your day and how you're counteracting that. So at the moment, I'm guessing, but you're at a desk job. Well, no, I'm a, I'm a full-time trainer, but I do, I am sitting. Yeah. Now, now I'm doing a desk job. Yeah. So I sit now for, for two and a half hours or so at the end of the day. So I can feel like when I get up, like how stiff my hips are in general. So So it's it's hard. Yeah. And so they're stiffer after all the, the sitting down at the end of the day. Yeah. In the morning. Oh no, I'm stiff in the morning too. Yeah, no, stiff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always stiff, except for like in the middle of the day when the, when the riding is happening, right? Well, I try. I yeah, mean, I, 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 I try not to be stiff on the horse, but you know, you are trying not to be. Yeah. So it's a body loves motion. Motion is lotion for a body, and so it's always just thinking about how you can counteract things and give your body what it's needing. And often when we've got those tight hips. It can be tempting to ignore them, but they're just signals to your body and they're just saying, give me some movement, stretch me out. And the more we can get in tune with our body and listen to it and give it what it needs. So after you've done some sitting, if, uh, like listen to if you're in an office job and it's eight hours sitting, try and break that up so that you are getting movement in there, getting some more yoga into it, stretching your body out, just giving your body what it needs because you can't underestimate the power of just 
moving and moving can be stretching on the floor which can be hard in an office situation but it could be simply standing at your desk it could be having standing standing phone calls standing meetings going for walks those sorts of things just to help break your day up and break sitting up and then doing things like yoga and specific stretching to really help loosen up your hips and bring that balance back Awesome. So, Nicola, I have to ask you, and maybe you remember, or maybe you don't, but some somewhere around week seven or eight, in one of the tapings, there is, I think, a blooper at the end or something. <laughs> is, I, I, I just, I didn't quite know what was going on. Do you remember that when you were taping it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We like to keep things real so that you know that I'm a real person. So, just like give you, give you a wee laugh and keep some of those things in there. <laughs> yeah yeah that's, I, I, I thought that was really fun yeah i thought that was really you know like they, they seem really you know not overly produced and and o- overly you know managed with the, like reese said with the with the with the horse coming in and, and the dog coming in and it, it, i just thought it would it'd make, it'd make you smile right yeah exactly <laughs> we know about a blooper reel we always have one too. Yeah, yeah on our show. We're yeah. Always on our show. Well, Nicola, we can't thank you so much for coming on the show and, and being part of our community and and really, you know, again, this has been it's been a really fun thing for us. And we're not we're not done yet, everybody. Come on, keep it strong for the we're last gonna Phil to, and yeah, I. I'm gonna have to pick it back up, maybe. Phil and I are picking back up. <laughs> maybe next week. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, you, you stopped. I just, I just had to be careful. Um, I, I, I've done the, the, the core and the yoga. I'm really, I really enjoy your yoga, Nicola. So Nicola, how can our listeners, you know, find you online, find more information about the program and keep laughing as we go on this journey together? Yeah. So dressageridertraining.com and you'll see the programs at forward slash program. And our next start date is the end of August. So all the information will be coming out about that one. So yeah, you can have a look at the website and there's lots of free resources on there as well. And there's even free videos on YouTube as well that you can get yourself started with. Yeah, it's so cool. And and then to plug around also on, on your gym site, uh, you can also, there's so many workouts. I, I, I sometimes I'll be want something different and do something different and I enjoy those as well. So Nicola, we can't thank you enough for coming on and we're going to continue on this journey together. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks, Nicola. Well, right after this commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, and we love this company and we can't thank them for all their support. And they have a fantastic electrolyte products that we're all using right now in this heat. So we hope you enjoy this break from Kentucky Performance Products. And we're going to come back with Megan Brady after the break. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three two, one, have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked, her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. 
Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, tonight I am so happy to have Megan Brady. She is an equine business coach on the line. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I I can't remember when we met, like I was trying to remember that and and you have had lots of businesses in the equine world and Mm -hmm. you've been working on this new service and it's fantastic. So you, can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Yep. I developed equine business coaching business about, about a year and a half ago. I have been in the equine world all my life, um, grew up around horses and have worked in several different facets of the equine world from nonprofits to profits to, um, you know, in the training world, in the bodywork world. I also have a equine travel network of people and I do that also. So I actually, about a year and a half ago, I got injured and I wasn't able to do the daily body work that I do. And so I started coaching other businesses, helping them grow, helping them, you know, make a business plan and kind of just start or maybe reboot their business wherever they're, they were at. And it's been really great. It's been a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying it and I get to meet a lot of great people and keep doing what I love. So it's awesome. I think- yeah, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, certainly there's been a lot of challenges recently with mm-hmm. the whole global, global pandemic. And and so have, have you seen businesses sort of rebooting or, or how have you kind of been helping people navigate that strategy? It's been a, it's been a really interesting time. Um, I see a lot of people that have, you know, some people took a step back from their business and was able to like kind of really think about what they really wanted and set new goals. And so I think it was a really great time for a lot of people in some ways that they were able to like take a step back and kind of re-examine their life and their business and their goals moving forward and how, you know, this pandemic can, has affected them. It's affected, you know, different different people in the industry differently. Um, and so it's been, it's been actually really good. You know, I, for my business because people got inspired by the time that they had to dedicate to building new goals for their business or even personal goals, their writing goals, things like that. And they got really creative in their businesses, which I really enjoyed. You know, they, they started doing things more online, more services offered online, just like, you know, teaching teaching virtually, or they wanted to start doing more educational online. So it's been really fun, actually, even though it's been challenging, but it's been really fun to see people's creative juices come alive. So it's been a little bittersweet, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of people maybe even thinking right now, you know, whether they've recently become unemployed or have have really, you know, thought about changing their life around a bit. And I think we all, we always see, you know, sometimes young writers coming up, graduating from college and saying, I want to, I want to give horse training a go, or I'm going to go and get my massage therapy because I really love horses. And I just, I want to find something, Mm -hmm. something, a business in horses, how I can make money and really, you know, they have, they have, they have these dreams, but 
you know, having fun with the horses and having a business is, is can be two very separate things, I think, as we all know. Oh. Uh, what, well, yeah, yeah. What, what are some, you know, just give some basic advice to say, like, what are some qualities that you need to have if you're going to run an equine business um, before you just want to jump in and, and start advertising or, or, or just trying to do it? Yeah. The first thing I tell people is to make sure you get an education. No matter where you're, you know, where you're starting out, I don't care what, you know, what, what part of the industry you're in, you know, education is first and foremost. Um, so I really preach that and to always continue to educate yourself within the field that you're in. So that's like number one, I promote, I, I advocate for, and I push for my clients to just educate themselves in the field that they're going in, whether that is a trainer, whether that is a wellness professional, like a body worker, a chiropractor, a farrier, whatever, just constantly keep educating yourself because there's always something to learn. And number two, I always tell people, get off the computer. <laughs> I see a lot of people like, I spent all day, all day on social media. I'm like, what are you doing? Horse people aren't on the computer. They're out working in the farms. Go out, go out, introduce yourself, go to audit clinics, go introduce yourself, go to local horse shows, you know, go out and meet people. That's the best way to, to get to know people, start networking with people. I mean, this is a very, um, that's what sets the horse industry apart from other businesses is that we are not, we, it's, it's a different animal. You can't treat it like any other business. And so that's what I really preach to people is you have to get out of your house and go out and start introducing yourself to people. I mean, working with these animals and being involved with them, it's a very personal journey for people, you know, as horse owners, as trainers, as other professionals. And it's about, you know, getting out there and meeting people and developing that connection and relationship. And that's how it's done. That's how I've done it. And that's how I see people be very successful. No, I, I love that idea. So that's, that's how, that's how Reese and yeah. I got a podcast together. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, how we got a podcast. And, and, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. And, and, and you I never know. A lot of, yeah. And that's how I got a lot of, you know, you know, when I started my bodywork business, um, like in 2006, that's what I did. I just went and audited clinics. I took lessons from different trainers. I just like made myself, I just inundated myself in, in the horse world because this is, this is what I wanted to do. This was my passion. And even before that, when I was working for nonprofits in the equine world, I did the same thing. So it's, it goes hand in hand in whatever sect of the horse world you want to work when whatever section of the horse world you want to work in. But I think that's very, that's what sets it apart from other businesses. So Megan, I was just going to ask if you want to give us a little bit of your own personal experience, you know, how long have you been riding and how did you get decide to get into the, the horses as a business? Sure. So I start riding at a very young age. My mom got her first horse when I was about three. So, and I got my first pony, I think when I was like a little Shetland pony that used to fuck me off all the time when I was about four. And then I I started doing the hunters when I was younger. And then I got into dressage when I was about 15. And I started riding actually up in Hilltop with Jill Hassler. So I got really involved in riding and then 
I went to college in Penn State and I studied psychology actually. And so I had, I didn't bring my horse to college, but I rode a lot for people during that time. And then after I graduated, I really wanted to get into working with children. And so I took a position with AmeriCorps. I don't know if you're familiar with that organization, but it's like the Peace Corps for the United States. And I volunteered for two years working at a psychiatric hospital for children, but in they had an equine program. So I did that for two years. And through that program, I got certified in to work with in mental health and physically disabled people and working in like a therapeutic riding program. So I did that for a long time. Um, I worked in North Carolina and Florida and Georgia. And so through that is how I really got into body work and massage. Um, I started working with a lot of adults and I was seeing the imbalances in the human and how that it was affecting the animal. And if you know anything about that kind that program is that a lot of the horses that are in that program obviously need to be very safe and bomb proof. And so, but they're all retired from either their first or second career. And so it is very hard on the animal and they usually have like a two year lifespan in that, in a therapeutic riding program, um, just because it's very taxing on their body. So that's actually how I got into it. And then I went back to school and I got my human massage license. So I'm also a human massage license professional. And then I, through that program, I got certified in equine. And then since then, I just ran with it. And I've been getting certifications in all different types of modalities and yeah, doing that. And then I also developed Another organization is called the Equestrian Travel Association, and that I developed that in 2011, and that helps promote equine travel businesses to consumers. So if you want to go take a vacation at a Duke Ranch and you want to find a really good organization, we, we support them and they are our members. So that's also something that I've, I've done and developed. So that's kind of how it all started. I love it. And well, I love your story because Mm -hmm. I I think that, you know, I, am very lucky enough now that, that I work with students at the university of Kentucky in the equine department. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what I tell those students too, is you need to be able in this to make the horse business work. You have to have a lot of different side gigs just as a, as a joke, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have a Mm -hmm. lot of different things that you can create income. And I will say, yeah. and I think we maybe all have learned this equine professionals and, and we have three on the program right now. And it's like having the ability to do some different things during a, a global pandemic has been very, very helpful. Yeah. I actually Absolutely. learned this <laughs> from uh, Conrad Schumacher <laughs> and we all know Conrad Schumacher is an amazing trainer. He's also an amazing businessman. Mm-hmm. And he came to speak at my class at the university. And, and I, I tell him, and I even sent him an email to tell him how much I'm, I'm thankful for his advice because he said, as an equine professional, you need a three prong business approach. And, and if one Avenue is shut off, you have other ways to make an income. And I think for any equine professional listening to this, like that was the best advice I had ever been given running a business because very quickly we had 
uh, one stream of income for me and, and, and many other professionals and, and other people had even more things, but we weren't able to give lessons here in, in our state for, for a good six weeks. So that was a huge stream of income for me, but I had other avenues of making income because of sort of, you know, the yeah. side gigs and the things that I do. So yeah, I th- absolutely. I th- yeah, being 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 creative and you know working with someone like yourself to to open up new avenues of your business and like you said you have multiple different ways that you make income and I think that that's such a smart thing and 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 I'm sure you can and Phil can say it as well like I think you go in and this happens with my kids at school all the time they think I need to be a trainer well there are so many mm-hmm. jobs in the in the equine world that are not a trainer. And I think that that's Absolutely. really important to think about. So could you just kind of elaborate on that point? Cause I think everyone's like, I want to be a trainer and it's like, Whoa, there's so many other avenues. Can you kind of talk about that real quick? Sure. Absolutely. Um, there are a million different avenues you can take in the, in the <laughs> horse world. Um, you know, just for, you know, just a little bit about like the people I work with, I work with an equine photographer. I work with an equine social media person. I work with an equine. Um, she's a, she's a fit personal, um, fitness for riders. Um, there's, and obviously massage therapy, chiropractor, dentist, you know, there's all these different avenues. And I just think people, you know, get passionate about horses. I just had a conversation yesterday with a woman and she um, lost her job during COVID and she decided to pursue equine massage during this time. Now it's a little difficult because not, you can't get hands-on education right now. But she at least started the process. And I think that was really great. And, you know, she said, I always knew I didn't want to be a trainer. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have, you know, I didn't want to have that life. But I, this is something that I can still get my, you know, horse fix and be passionate about what I do. And I just think that there's so, you know, so many people, you know, myself growing up, I thought, oh my gosh, if I don't ride, I can't be involved in the horse industry. What am I going to do? And, and I wanted to be involved in it, but I also knew I didn't really want to be a trainer. (laughs) Um, So I just think it's just, people just need to educate themselves and really, you know, find out what they really want to do and what they want their life to look like. Uh, I think that's part of it as well. People kind of go into the industry with rose colored glasses and they think it's going to be really easy and they get in it and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is a lot harder than I thought. And you know, it is, it is hard no matter where you are, but it's hard anywhere. You know, it's difficult if you want to have your own business in any profession in the horse industry or not, you're going to have to work hard. You know, it's just the way it is. And you're going to have to work long hours. And yes, it's super rewarding because you're doing what you love. And that's what I love about it. I work hard. I work long hours, but I love it every day. And so if people are passionate about it, they can make it work. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think, like you said, it is so important not to put all your, you know, as my mother would say, don't put all your eggs in one basket, Megan, like always have different avenues because just like you said, like you lost your, you know, your lesson program for, you know, you couldn't teach for six weeks. I didn't really have a bodywork business for six weeks. I got stuck in Florida and I, you know, I wasn't, barns were shut down. So guess what? I still made money because I had my coaching and I had the equestrian travel association and I, you know, I'm doing other things. And I also do some consulting for therapeutic writing programs. So it's, you know, 
it's, it's really important to do that. But I also say, you know, keep educating yourself. I think that's so important in this industry because there's always something to learn. Always. I love it. I love it. Well, that is such great advice. So Megan, if, if we have listeners out here that out, out there that want to learn more about your coaching business, how can they find you online? Sure. They can go to meganbrady.us to find my website. They can also go to Equine Business Coaching on Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Megan. And we look forward to hearing more about your career as it unfolds. Awesome. Well, Phil, as always, we talk about the stability stirrup leathers from Total Saddle Fit. And I will tell you, the stirrup leathers and working with Nicola, I am getting stronger. My core is getting stronger. And boy, are my legs getting quieter. How about you? <laughs> you know, I wanted to highlight the Total Saddle Fit stretch check girth and the, and the synthetic liner. They yes. make a synthetic girth and a synthetic liner because that stuff is getting used in my barn right now and getting hosed off after, you know, being on a sweaty horse. <laughs> yes, us too. So, yeah. So thank you to Justin for kind of inventing that, the different liners for your stretch check, shoulder relief girth, you know, switching from, in the, in the heat, switching from leather to synthetic has been awesome. And it's got antimicrobial properties. So, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get crazy fungus on your stuff and, and on your horse. And we, we just love all the products from Total Saddle Fit. And we thank Justin for being a sponsor on our show. Absolutely. So totalsaddlefit.com, great company. And we can't thank them enough for all they do for us here on the Dressage Radio Show. So we're going to come back. Phil and I have a great tip for you about riding in the heat. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, I know it's been hot where you are and it's been really hot this week where I am. So we wanted to just talk a little bit about what do you do training in the heat because whew, yeah. it, it has been a hot one, huh? sustained heat, uh, heat temperatures but i think the number one thing is you know hot is okay humidity is dangerous yeah so i think that's one of the things i really try and watch out for you know hot sunny with a, with a bit of a breeze is i don't worry too much about that i mean we you know always worry about about the horses but it's just this humidity that's been sticking around with us for quite a few days which has me you know sort of worried about working the horses so basically it's got get up as early as you can in the morning feed as early as you can in the morning and ride as early as you can so basically in our barn we've been done riding by 10 30 11 o'clock recently yeah because, what time are you uh, starting seven something like that yeah. Yeah. you know and doing doing short ride like half hour rides just kind of you know getting the horses exercised because I try not to break up the routine too much. I, you know I look at I look at the weather network and it says it's going to be hot for a while. Then I mean you can only you can only put off training for so long. You know and you still have to do something and the horses enjoy their routine and enjoy their exercise and all that good stuff. So yeah, we're gonna you're gonna try to keep training and keep keep working, but you know early morning short session rides. I guess, you know, that's kind of our philosophy about that. 
Yeah, we're the same. I mean, and and I have to be honest, like it's been so it's been very hot here today. It was it was almost 100 degrees. You know, we're we're also starting about I'm trying to feed at 6. We yeah. got done today about 1:30. We we had, you know, we got a lot of horses going on right now. So it's it is what it is and and I'm lucky I have an indoor and and um it's very open. I have the fans on. I mean, it's as cool as it's going to get anywhere uh, in the indoor at, at right now. But I will tell you, our humidity was so high today. Uh, you know, I was struggling. I was struggling a little bit breathing. I thought, oh, this is to be careful. So I'm like you, you know, we're very, a little bit cautious on, you know, getting, I don't want to overheat the horses, right? I'm not trying to kill it. You know, I don't want to get anybody hurt yeah. or sick or so we do same thing. We'll do a couple sets. We'll take some breaks. You know, again, no, there's, a, there's a lots of great stuff you can do in the walk too. Yep. You know, all the horses from second level up should be working on their walk pirouettes. So that's, you know, yep. some, some more simple things that you can just work on that are, I mean, the, the, you, you can never get a 10 for a walk pirouette. I've never had one. Anyway. I've never gotten one. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think they like that's and that's not a mark they like to give out on, on a walk yeah. pirouette. So, you know, you're all you can always be striving and working on those kinds of things or, you know, halt, halt, walk, halt, walk, you know, or just your horse's reaction. Riding corners. Yep. Riding corners. We've been doing stuff. a lot of, yeah, a lot of corner training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or any of your lateral work should be, you know pretty awesome in the walk otherwise you've got something to work on there you know lots of things you can do yeah uh, agreed and be creative i think the biggest thing is don't go and go and go and go you know try yeah. to try to you know do a set and take a walk break and do something in the walk and then do another set and take a walk break just like if you were out exercising in, in the heat you know what are some things that you would do we are a huge fan here at, at our barn. We give everyone um, Kentucky Performance Products Summer Games electrolytes. They're fantastic, and you know Karen is is on the show typically quite a lot, and and she does uh, talks about. We have done a segment on heat with Karen Isberg. If you want to listen to Karen, she's fantastic. That's a great great product to use. Uh, and so we're a fan of electrolytes. So we do electrolytes. We also try to make sure the horses are drinking plenty of water. The water is clean in their, in their fields and in their stalls. And we are filling, you know, we fill water buckets at this time, three or four times a day. Like we're, we're always kind of going through, through the water and making sure that everything's okay. And yeah. Other- I mean, because even, even if your horse isn't vis- is visibly sweating, you know, isn't dripping and wet, they're losing a lot of water. Just yeah. they're, they just have such a enormous body mass an enormous amount of skin that that's just constantly losing water and they're constantly losing salt. So yeah. this is why, you know, uh, electrolytes are a must in any of these warmer temperatures. It doesn't even have to be super hot for the horse to need some, you know, they get their free choice salt, which is, you know, and then a little extra to promote more drinking because, they, you know, you do not want a horse that, that is dehydrated for sure. Yeah. That's, that's very dangerous. It's very bad. So, it, it leads to a lot of problems quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's just talk about cooling your horses because I think a lot there's a lot of myths and mi- misconceptions around horse cooling. That, you know, so so what, what do you do? You have a hot horse. You had a, a great session. You know, he's going, going into the barn. What's next? 
Well, I, I'll be honest. One of my major pet peeves is when the riders will come in and in it, I'm not saying don't cool yourself off because you absolutely should, but you know, grab your helmet, get your helmet off. I think a lot of riders, you know, they forget to do that. Pull your helmet off. You need a friend to take your horse so you can get your boots off. Then you should do that friend or a parent, but then, but don't, yeah, and, a, don't and a cold, a quick, you know, cold cloth, or if you have cloth, a freezer yeah, in the barn, him. yeah, you know, stick it on your forehead, and then, and then your your next priority right away is is to get that horse into some cold water, into some cold water, and and that was just gonna say that like it's my pet peeve when riders will like deal with you know do that for themselves, and then the horses are standing there just hot. So my yeah. horses come in, you know, if I need to get my helmet off or my boots off, right? I, I'm very lucky. I have a very great. Uh, Sarah is my wonderful nanny. So she, she takes the horses right away. Then we both will get them into the wash rack. I have a nice fan. So it's cool in there. We turn the fans on right away and then we pull all the tack off, you know, you just pull it off and then we start right away cold hosing and and not freezing cold water, right? It's just think about like, if you're hot after work, what temperature water would you like? It needs to not be cold, but like freezing cold. If you have a little warm, we we add just a touch of warm water to them and we start getting water on that horse right away. So again, we try not to get them that hot, but we've had, you know, one was running this week and we had to get him in and get him cooled off. And, you know, you get him in there, get the water and and get the hose on them. And, you know, I think it's also good. Yeah. Just keep hosing, you know, just keep hosing. You can, you can scrape them. Yeah. But just keep hosing hose between their legs where you have chest for sure on their chest. You know, there a lot of major arteries are running, running, uh, up their neck, you know, just keep the water going on them. It doesn't, you know, right. 10 minutes or whatever. If you can get out of the sun, you know, it's, it's very similar to, to what you should do for yourself, you know, for for people. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. so you just run that water and if you don't want to scrape them, don't. Yeah, it's okay. Just keep just keep cold hosing them. Keep the water on them until they settle in. And and usually, you know, if if you're cooling them out within five minutes, they're they're fine. If if you've seen a horse overheat, you really know when they're overheating. But if you got them cooled down within five or five minutes or so, you're you're in good shape. And and they're hot. Yeah. They're working in the heat. So you've got to kind of expect that. But you know, don't dilly dally. Don't walk them in the sun. Don't you know like. Get them, get them in the shade, get them under a fan, get some water on them, and they should be fine as as as. You I got to I, I was just gonna just give a quick plug. I have a cooling blanket. That's we we bring it to horse shows for us with us. So we dunk it in the water bucket. It's kind of like a you know a ShamWow. Yes. Yeah. The ShamWow material. So that yes. that's sitting that's sitting for the horse. You know after you know after at a horse show when it does get hot and we have to show in the middle of the day. So we can, you know, after they've done their tack check and everything, you know, so certain certain shows, the stabling and, and the show ring is kind of can be kind of far. So yeah. anyways, we can pull pull all the what? tack off and just throw this, you know, sham well, really wet, you know, just right on right on them. And that's been a, a good way to cool. to cool them down pretty quickly. And, and that keeps kind of the water on them until we can get into a, a wash rack or something like that. And sometimes even after, after the, after the shower, you know, we say, say, okay, well, you're going to, you're going to wear your, your cooling blanket for another five, 10 minutes in your stall and they can just stand there and, and through evaporation, the, the, it's, they're going to cool. They're going to keep cooling. Cool. That's awesome. Well, I could have used that. We had a very hot horse show over the weekend, and we could have used a sham wow. I could have used a, a big one. A cooling blanket. So, you can, you cooling can look blanket. Yeah. 
Very cool. Well, we hope that really helps with your questions on riding in the heat. Just be careful, use some common sense and it's, it's okay to, to take a little bit of a training break if it's really hot. We also here, in, we haven't had a lot of rain. So the foot, the outside, it's quite hard and the horses, you know, it's hard on their joints too. If you're riding in, in the fields because they're hard. So you have to kind of, you know, readjust your program. So we hope that helps. If you have any questions, as always, we love emails and Facebook shout outs. So send us your questions and we'll happily answer them. Well, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. We really enjoy them. We, we send us some pictures of how your horse shows are going this summer. If you're able to show or uh, connect with us about how your goals are happening, if you aren't able to show uh, and we can continue to work together uh, as a community, we really love you guys. And we're, we're glad we're able to put the show on every week. So as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guest on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down, your shoulders back, and wherever you are, please stay safe and well. And we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 